The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to It's Absolutely All About You with your host, Eileen Nunez. Our program is based on Eileen's book of the same name. Today, you'll learn about the greatness that lives within you and how to bring that greatness forth to live a most successful and rewarding life. Now, here's Eileen Nunez. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Eileen Nunez with It's Absolutely All About You. I'm hoping everybody's had an amazing week. Um, Again, as always, so grateful to be on the show on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel. I've had such great um, feedback from all of you out there for listening in, for applying a lot of the information that you've heard on the different shows and so many questions and emails that I get on a day-to-day just because of all the information that we have been able to share and exchange on Voice America. So again, so grateful and so happy that you're all listening in and really just taking the information that you're learning and applying it. And and I get questions all the time as to, you know, I've tried this, this works, but this part here doesn't work. Um, I get a lot of comments like this is really life-changing and not only am I listening, but um, allowing family members and telling people about the show. So the feedback has been tremendous and I feel so truly blessed that there's so many out there Um, So many of you out there that have really taken the time to listen and really apply the different um, the different strategies and techniques and tools that I that I talk about on a weekly basis. So just had to say because I'm so grateful and again, um, so happy for all of you out there that have been seeing transitions in your life and really making it about you. And understanding that making it about you isn't a bad isn't a bad thing or a negative thing. That on the contrary, just makes you better for everybody around you. Today we're going to be talking about a very particular um, issue. I know that we've all gone through something um, uh, within a relationship because we're going to be addressing relationships today and romantic relationships and and what are those even like, right? For all of us, that's that's such a particular, such an individual, such a private issue and. At the same time that it's something very private, we've all gone through experiences where the relationship has gone very well and we've had issues in the relationship that hasn't gone very well. So when I'm addressing today's segment on relationships and what does it mean to be in a relationship and what kind of relationship are you in and what kind of relationship would you like to be in? Uh, very different sometimes, and and that's a, again that's the part that makes it so dissatisfying sometimes is because we feel like we're in a relationship or we're not in the right relationship or we're in a relationship but it's not exactly the way that we would like it to be. And when I'm working with clients and we're, I'm working with couples, and typically one of the biggest issues that they address when they're having issues within the relationship is what happens with the romance what happens with with the intimacy and and being in that intimate relationship what what exactly um are you taking out of that and what exactly do you feel is being asked of you and many times when i ask the two individuals in the couple or in the relationship i get very very different answers and so today we're going to be addressing a little bit of that because part of being in a relationship and part of talking about the lines of communication, intimacy and romance is very important and it is part of the communication. So when somebody is telling me, well, you know, I just want to be intimate and she doesn't want anything to do with me, well, we need to find out what exactly is going on. Um, why is ex- Why exactly would she not want to be intimate and what does intimacy mean to her? And so in working these these very private particular but very important issues out, we begin to understand that more important than not, we need to look at what the person defines as intimacy. 
And so as we begin to explore today's program and begin to understand the language that is used in romance and in having fun in the relationship and up to what point did you feel the spark was there and then what happened that that spark started to go away or actually dimmed or is no longer there. As we begin to address these different topics today, I want you all to be reflective as to when you feel that you've been in a good relationship and when the relationship that you have had in the past or the one that you're in right now hasn't gone so well for you. Why is it so important to reflect? Well, the reason for the reflection is to get you to really assess what is going on for you. What exactly do you need? Sometimes our partners can't read our minds. Not sometimes, usually they can't read our minds. And so for not being able to understand what we're thinking, how can they help us? How can they address our needs when we don't even know how to express what we want in this relationship or in the romance part of the relationship, right? It's as important to receive as it is to give. And that's, that's also very much applied to the communication. So when we understand that today, getting the fun and spark back into your romantic relationship, what I'm trying to address and what I want you all to take from today's segment is to begin to understand that being in a relationship is part of a compromise, right? It's part of a commitment. And we know many people that enjoy the commitment and they want to be in this compromise, but we also know a lot of people that will run for the hills if they have to, not to be in this committed relationship or in this commitment with somebody else. So really beginning to assess and understand how do you feel about a commitment and what does commitment mean to you? So when we're breaking all of this down and we're understanding that compromise and commitment many times is linked or correlated to the word sacrifice. Well, guess what? When we think of the word sacrifice, that doesn't feel good. And that's not a good place to start when we're trying to commit or be committed into a relationship for a long period of time. So the first thing we want to learn to do today is remove and cancel out the word sacrifice, right? Because the word sacrifice comes with me giving too much or you taking too much from me. So the balance in the relationship doesn't seem to be there because, again, of this word sacrifice. So the first thing that I would encourage you all to do is reassess your relationship. Reassess if it's coming with compromise, if it's coming with commitment, if it's coming with fun, if it's coming with sacrifice, if it feels bad when you're thinking about it, oh my goodness, you know, I've got to go back to this, or she's expecting me to commit, or she's expecting me um, to tell her that I want to get married, or or he's expecting me to to make this, you know, this big decision that I'm not ready to make. So all of that is going to be reflected and assessed in today's segment and session. And so as we continue looking at what happens when we look at our relationships as a sacrifice, right, as something that, that takes too much, that comes with something very negative or comes very imposed upon me, when we assess that that sacrifice begins to build and create resentment, we all know what it feels like to feel resentment towards somebody or something. And so being in a relationship or incorporating sacrifice and resentment within your relationship begins to begins to, to really affect the fun, the spark, the lightness, the enthusiasm and being in this commitment or being in this relationship that is supposed to be incorporating more romance and more fun and not so much work. So as we begin to understand the language that I'm using today, and I'm using these very powerful words because I hear them all the time. There's nothing here that I'm addressing that, it's, it, that isn't coming from examples of either clients that I've worked with or my own personal experience. So when we begin to understand that the language and the communication in the relationship is also including not just what we say, because we think that communication is just what we say, right? We, we, we believe it's the words that we use. It's, 
it's it's a little bit it's it's much more complex than that why because communication is not how much we say or how much we talk but it's also how much we engaged ourselves into this communication and so if we're communicating and we're talking then it's also part of our listening right our listening process within the conversation so now we're going to incorporate the piece of romance because many, many times when couples decide that they want to go on a break or they want to separate or they even want to go through a divorce, it's because they feel neglected in the relationship in the aspect that they don't feel like their partner is as affectionate or they're not, um, they're not taking time to make them feel special or they feel like there's a detachment or an emotional distancing that is happening in the relationship. So what we're talking about today is so powerful and so important because it is a lot of times what gets a couple to actually break up and break off the relationship. So understanding that the line of communication, as I said a few minutes ago, does entail the communication of what we say, how we listen It's also the emotional engagement that we decide to apply to this relationship, that we decide to exchange with our partners. And so being somewhat of an expert for working for so many years with so many couples uh, throughout the years, one of the things that I can tell you all out there that is so imperative is letting your partners know what you like about the romance, what do you enjoy in the romantic relationship, what, what part of the intimacy is important or special to you. Don't allow yourself to get caught in, well, yeah, I'm just going to please her or I'm just going to do what he wants and I'm not going to worry about myself because then we go back to not having all this information and all these tools that we've been sharing for so many weeks. So going back to it's absolutely all about you. And understanding that your part in this relationship also means that you get to exchange and express what you want out of this relationship. This is so important and so powerful because the clearer you are in what you want, the more specific and the more, the more connected your partner can become to you. And so you don't feel so disconnected and you don't feel so abandoned and so betrayed. A lot of times people will say things like, but she already knows. And, you know, I've told him, but I'm asking you guys to go back in and do it again. There's nothing wrong if you've, you feel like you've had this in the past, but it's died out. It's not the same. Um, Now there's kids in the mix. Um, you moved into a new house and maybe there's a lot of construction going on, um, work is hectic. So don't go into the past. Don't, don't allow yourself to say, well, you know, I, I give up because I already tried that and, you know, they already know what I want and they're already in tune with what I need in the relationship. They're just now deciding not to do this anymore. See, at that point, what you're really doing is that you're taking it personal, you feel like your partner has masterminded some plan to deliberately hurt you by not being connected emotionally to you or not giving in to the kind of romance or the kind of fun that you want to enjoy in the relationship. And so at this point, it's really up to you to be able to say, this is what I want. And even though we've talked about it in the past, I'm going to tell you again because I think it's important that you understand that I'm still feeling this way, right? And I know that we've addressed it and you know what, this part was going better, but I'm still feeling like in this area here, it's not, it's not as good or it's not as powerful or I still don't feel like you're listening to what, I, what my needs are. Because part of the communication and in the communication We've got to always understand that there are two people that make this happen. There are two people that are part of this relationship. There are two people that are asking for and wanting the intimacy and the romance to come with fun and lightness and to come with with feeling good. So rather than just retreating and shutting off and and cutting out from the relationship and, and emotionally detaching yourself, That's definitely the route 
to separation and divorce. So if you want to stay and you want to regroup and you want to come back into what you used to have, which is what you fell in love with, then it's really important that you take the time to plunge into making this happen for you, right? And, and making it about you being able to have the romance and being able to have the fun and the spark back in your relationship. And so all of this entails a little bit of work, but once you get into this place where you are asking, you are talking, you are listening, um, you are, you're feeling more engaged because at least your partner is trying to put in their part in making it happen for you, then little by little the resentment, little by little this feeling of sacrifice and yuckiness in the relationship begins to disappear, and that's the whole idea is that is to get you to this place where you can get and, and regroup into this brand new, fun, active spark in your relationship all over again that has been lost for a while. We're going to be taking, um, we're going to be taking a break now. So I want you all to take a few minutes to just listen in to what I've said, uh, reflect, think about it, take notes. Um, we'll be coming back to the segment um, to give you some more tools and information. Thank you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned into It's Absolutely All About You. To reach Eileen Nunez or her guest, please call in to 1-888- 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to famwellhealing at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. So you've all had a few minutes to think about what the first part of the segment has been all about, which is talking about having this fun spark back into the relationship that you've been in. And we addressed a little bit the sacrifice and feeling like it's coming from a bad place. And now I want to continue talking a little bit about when the relationship feels like it's work. This is where it becomes that downward spiral that we all try to avoid, but sometimes feel that we have no other option but to fall into it because we feel that we're at a loss. Um, We're either feeling that our partners aren't listening to us or we're feeling that we're just tired of, of repeating ourselves or we don't even want to ask for what we want because, again, it's coming from a place of I'm doing it all. They're not listening to me. They don't really want what I want. Um, but many times when I get people to separate and I have them coming in at different times or different um, for different appointments, what I find is that it's very typical for each of the two members of this relationship to actually want the same things, but ego gets in the way, pride gets in the way, um, 
they feel like they've already exhausted every opportunity or every chance that they wanted to give to their partner. And see here, you can you can tell, right, as I'm talking about this, you can feel that this is not going into a good place, right? This is going into something negative, something very dark, where each of the people, um, each of the persons in the relationship are feeling like they're at a loss, like they're ready to throw in the towel, they're ready to give up. And it's really interesting because when we're working with um, with families who have children, one of the things that they continuously stress to their own kids is you just don't give up. You don't walk away from something without giving your best shot. Yet in the office, so many times I have found myself working with couples that it's almost like they don't really want to work at it anymore or they don't want to exhaust any more opportunities because to them, it's they've already done it. And the reality is, is that when I start to go through step by step, step by step of how to go ahead and do this, they say, no, I haven't done that. No, we really haven't addressed that. No, uh, we really haven't talked so much about that part either. And so little by little, they begin to understand that what they thought was work was actually them just putting out an ultimatum or saying, well, you have to do this or else, or I'm giving you until June 15 to get your act together, or you know what, I'm not even going to try anymore. I'm just going to step myself outside of this relationship because I don't want to deal with you anymore. And in all of this, there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of name calling. Um, It's coming from a place of judgment. So of course, your partner is going to shut down and they're just not going to be engaged. And so if there was a problem with the romance before and the intimacy wasn't happening as often, guess what? At this point, at this point, they're not going to want to engage. They're not going to want to try anything out. At this point, they are also getting ready to throw in the towel. And so many times when, when couples separate and divorce, the reason why there is so much negativity and so much debris left at the end is because all of these things weren't addressed. These different topics and these different issues were not handled at the time that they were surfacing. And instead, they just walked away and they left all of these unanswered questions, all of these doors are open, all of this information that they never really took into consideration just having this opportunity to at least, you know what, clear the air. And so the couples that do do well at the end of the relationship or at the end of the breakup is because they came to terms with understanding that they did exhaust every opportunity, that they did try, they did give as much effort as possible um, to their partner and for themselves to really try to modify and to re-engage in the relationship but they understood that at that point it was already lost or or that they just grew apart. They grew differently. They actualized into different directions. So coming back to the couple that thinks that they've done it all and really haven't, um, one of the things that I find very often and very common is the name calling, the judgments. Um, Really, the only way that that someone can can come to this place of loving somebody, right? A few months before, or a year before, or for many years, loved their partner, but now all of a sudden, everything their partner does is is looked upon as negative. Everything their partner has always done or has done for years, they tend to look at as negative or as badly. And that's the only way that this resentment begins to build up. That's when the relationship sounds and feels like it's coming with sacrifice, it's coming with work, because of all of this negativity that you're now deciding to look at. Because many times when you talk to your family members or people around you, they would tell you, well, we saw that in her all the time. Um, What are you talking about? Like, he's been that way all these years. And it's just because we decided not to look at those aspects of that person because we saw them through the eyes of love. And because we saw them through the eyes of, of wanting to see the goodness in them and the things that we did like. 
And so now it becomes really easy because you don't want to be with them anymore or because there is this, this resentment. So much easier now to just look at all the things, all their faults, all the things that you don't like, all the things that you decide that you don't want around you anymore. But the person that you're judging has not really made much of a change. They, they're just being who they are and they're not understanding how come the way that they used to act and the way that they used to um, express themselves, how come it was okay up to this point, but now all of a sudden you've decided you don't like it anymore. And so part of this line of communication that I'm talking about today is to be able to express that. There isn't, um, there isn't a good or a bad. It's just being able to really express and use the, the, the power of expression and using your language to let your partner, which at some point has been your friend, which at some point has been your romantic fun, loving, um, significant other, take the opportunity to just express what it is that you're finding different or what it is that you're finding in them that you don't like anymore. Um, Just so at least they have the opportunity to be able to either change it up or, or to be able to talk to you and have a conversation in regards to why it is that you're deciding to look at them with different eyes. What is it that they've done so detrimentally um, that is affecting you in such a negative way? Sometimes, many times, what I find in my office is that the financial situation of the household or the financial situation in the couple is something very, um, very pronounced. It's very significant if the couple was doing well financially, but now um, one of you have had a difficulties um, with work or you left a job or you were or you were laid off for whatever reason or you're going into another career path or you've decided to go back to school, those financial situations begin to take a toll on the relationship. And so where your partner may have seen you as strong and seen um, somebody successful and somebody that they can uh, look up to, At this point, because of the financial situation that is now being addressed, they might see you as weak. They might see you as um, because you're you're not at your best. Maybe they begin to to look at the deterioration in in that individual, and and that becomes very unattractive sometimes. So, really important to address the financial situation and the financial needs of each of you within the couple. You know, are you really sure that? one of you not working for a year to go back to school and do a grad program, you know, is that really something that you can handle? And these are, these are very powerful questions to ask before you guys actually dive into this decision. It's not just, well, yeah, we can live without her salary or his salary for a year. It's how can you handle the fact that this person that you have on this pedestal or that you see a certain way or that you denote their strength by, you know, the amounts of money that they make or their career um, titles, um, whatever it is and however you define that, you want to address those situations prior to making these these big life changes because it's not just the income that's going to be reduced. We're talking about this person that used to see maybe wearing a dress um, and, and dressing up very nicely to go to work in the morning. Well, now she's, you know, in flip-flops and shorts all day because she's studying. Or maybe your um, attractive significant other, he, you know, wears a suit or he goes nicely dressed to work every day and, and he's not going to be doing that anymore because he's going to be hanging out at the house for a year um, or at a library, you know, just going in and, and diving into his new career or looking at um, setting up a business and maybe the business will be set up at home at first. So there's a lot of things and a lot of examples that I can bring up where the financial situation is definitely up there in terms of something that can impact the family greatly. Um, and so these are these are things that need to be addressed at the inception. Like you really cannot afford to allow a month, six months, a year to pass by and then decide, well, you know what, I liked you so much better when we were both working and we were both taking these great vacations and 
you know, life was good and we could go to dinner every weekend. Um, I'm sick and tired of doing this now. Like, I just don't want to be part of this life now. When all in all, you both decided that you were going to do this. And so when we begin to see our partners and we're not seeing them as someone that we look up to and someone that we admire or somebody that we can support because we we want to encourage them to do well, all of these different emotions and all of these different thoughts begin to play a number on us. And the funny thing is that because our memory is that part of our mind that kind of does whatever it wants and we can typically have a recollection of a memory and it may not necessarily be true, okay? It may not have necessarily played itself out that way. But in our memory, right, in our perception of what happened, that's exactly how it was. And so when we, when we go back to what has happened in the relationship that has taken you to this place of feeling emotionally detached from your partner or feeling that your partner has somewhat detached themselves from you, rather than going into the memory of how it transpired, I want you, I want to encourage you all to talk to your partner Don't keep it a secret. Don't keep it to yourselves. Don't talk to all the girlfriends and the family and and try to get everybody's perspective. Go back to him. Go back to her. Let them know how you're feeling. Let them know that you feel this sense of loss, that you miss who they used to be or who they were for you um, in the past. Don't Don't let the time continue to consume you with all of this negativity because it does end up in a very dark place. It does end up with unresolved issues. And that's really no way to be in a relationship. And I promise you all, by not addressing it in the relationship that you're in, and you think, well, walking away and just starting all over again is so much better, it'll be so much easier, lots of times you'll attract somebody that's very similar. Why? Because you still need to learn from this partner how to be better, how, how to unfold in situations where you still need to express how you feel, where you still need to express what is going on for you. And so don't discourage the opportunity. Don't walk away from this magnificent opportunity that you have to learn about yourself, to be able to express how you feel and what it is that you actually need in your relationship. And so as we're talking about the power of the language and we talk about the words and the communication that we use, how do you identify what fun is, right? How do we, how do we know when we're having fun? How do we know that we get the spark back in the relationship? Many times, many times, I talk to these clients that come into my office and I ask them, when was the last time you guys did something together that didn't in- didn't incorporate the kids, didn't, it wasn't about going out with the whole family, right? Or all your friends and all the couples. When was the last time that you had a date night just to yourselves where you got to go away and escape to some romantic place? And it doesn't even have to be expensive to a place where you actually get to reconnect with your significant other and just let them know how special they are to you and how important they are in your life. Usually I get a blank stare, they look at each other, and then they look at me and they say, well, it's been a really long time. And so that's what I'm talking about. How are we going to get the fun back? How are we going to get the spark back, right? That's what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to take a few minutes of break and we'll be right back to talk about the fun. Thank you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned into It's Absolutely All About You. To reach Eileen Nunez or her guest, please call in to 1 888 Three four six nine one four one. That's one eight 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 three four six nine one four one. You may also send an email to famwellhealing at gmail.com. Now back to the program. So as we go back to talking about fun, right? This is gonna be the best part of the segment, I promise you all. Um, what does fun mean to you? And how is it that you have had fun before in your relationship? What was fun all about, right? How do we define fun? Maybe what was fun before, maybe a year, two years, five years, 20 years, isn't fun anymore. And so a lot of times what I find is that families or couples decide that all the fun that they have is incorporating the kids. So it becomes family time and not couple time. Well, today I'm here to encourage you that family time is great, spectacular. I commend you for doing that. But the couple still needs to be strong. And how do we get the relationship to having fun again? One thing that I encourage is figure out something that you both would like to do that you haven't done or that you used to do and you feel that you want to go back to doing that kind of activity, whether it's a vacation, whether it's um, scuba diving, skydiving, right? A lot of these fun events or activities that you can incorporate as part as some as part of something that you want to share with your significant other. That's definitely something is to take up a hobby, um, even if it's something that you don't do on a regular basis, but at least three four times a year would be nice. Um, escape getaways are very nice. If you spend, even if it's one evening out, um, with your significant other away from the family, away from everything and, and really use that opportunity of being with each other to reconnecting. Let's remember everybody, actualizing is something very empowering and very powerful for us to continue to do, but it's nice to actualize and to grow with somebody with us, somebody um, that is also in their own journey of actualization. And so expressing to your partners how important it is for them to be part of what you're trying to do or what you're trying to accomplish. And I'm not saying that they're going to do the journey with you. Okay, I'm going to be very clear. The journey is still a very independent, very individual process. But there's nothing wrong with coming at the end of the day and really being able to to share with them what exactly it is that you're that you're going through, what exactly it is that you feel that you're changing, um, how are you feeling through this process, and and keep them somewhat in the loop, and and you'll watch how they begin to do the same thing with you. Now, when we're looking at what does it entail to get the spark back and the romance, many times this does incorporate the date night. And being able to have that one night a week where you both um, get to go away and talk about the things that kept you going in the relationship. Talk about the things that you still love about this partner of yours. Don't 
go into talking about the kids or work or the things that you don't like, you see you're, you're eating with your left hand again. And I hate that, you know, I'm bringing things up that, you know, are so insignificant because at the end, if you stay in this mode of judgment, your partner is not going to open up. And they're going to begin to do the same thing back to you. So if you're judging and you're just spitting out all of this negativity, you need to be ready to receive it and to accept it back, right? So that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to have fun here. And how is it that we get to have fun is by letting your partner know how much you've missed them, how much you've missed um, these moments of being able to reconnect and just be silly and be fun and fun-loving is very important and and not make it about all the tragedies and all the negativity that goes on in our day-to-day. It's looking at the goodness, it's looking at um, the positivity, looking forward to this weekend getaway that you guys are planning to go off, you know, at the middle of August, um, creating plans together, um, talking about things that that make you feel good and that you know that your partner enjoys as well. In this whole process that we call relationship, that we call romance, that we call um, intimacy, remember, like I said, it's not just the words. It's, it's the actions that are very important. They're very precisely um, imperative in order for the relationship to feel like it's going somewhere, for you both to feel that you're doing this dance together, that if you want to feel good, it's because your partner wants to feel good too. Nobody wants to be in a relationship and feel and feel badly. They don't want to feel that it's so much work. They don't want to feel that it comes with, with all this negativity. And there's a few signs that you want to look out for. Um, if you or your partner are, are looking at spending lots more time at work and working extra hours and volunteering for weekends and you want to you wanna really go into yourself and figure out why is it I'm spending so much time away from my partner? Um, what is my benefit that, that I'm staying away? What am I gaining from, from not being around them? And a lot of times you're going to figure out that there are things about them or things about yourself that you don't like anymore. And typically when you don't like it in them, it's because you don't like it in you. Okay. A lot of times what we don't like in our partners are things that are mirroring and mimicking our flaws or where we feel that we're weak. So if we say something like, um, well, I don't like that he's, um, I don't like that he's so expressive and he's so social and he's so fun loving and everybody loves him and he's the, the highlight of the party. You may want to go back within yourself and understand that Maybe you would like a little bit of that. Maybe you have difficulties in social gatherings and you feel like he's got it all, he's got it all together and you don't. So it presents or it poses a challenge for you to see when he can be this. And, and it doesn't necessarily, people say, oh no, because he's jealous or she's jealous or they're just, um, they're competing. It's not, it's an awareness and it's not something negative. I'm asking and I'm encouraging you all, you all out there that this is just part of learning who you are and learning the things that you want to change. So let's say that your partner is this person that is very outgoing and very outspoken. You have the opportunity to say, you know what? I want to be a little bit like you. Can you encourage me? Can you help me? Can you walk me through um, how do I do this in a social setting? But see, here we go again. Now we're talking about ego. Now we're talking about pride. Well, if you ask your partner to do that, do you feel weak? Do you feel like they're going to hold it against you? Do you feel like they're going to judge you? And the reason why I'm bringing this up today is because if you think they're going to judge you, it's because you typically judge them. Because you're pointing something out that wouldn't be an issue unless you have that issue as well. Okay? So everybody with me so far? Okay? Having fun and being able to encourage this lightness in the relationship is like doing the dance, like I said a few minutes ago. And doing the dance doesn't mean that one of you gets to um, do all the steps all the time and while the other person is just standing around watching you, right? 
No, it's something that you do as an exchange. You're interchanging movement. You're, you're going with the flow of the sounds of the music in the background. You're allowing yourself to sway, whether you're, um, doesn't matter what kind of music you're, you're dancing to. You, you want the other person to compliment you. You want the other person to be working with you in the same type of style or in the same form that you're moving. And so relationships are the same way. We're not, we're not going to be pushing ourselves or imposing upon the other person. We're going to go with the movement. We're going to go with the, the sounds of the music. And so I'm asking you, in your relationship, how do you make it fun again? Is you do the dance. You allow your partner to speak up and speak out. You allow them to have a perception and an opinion. And then you have the opportunity to express yours. And so we go back into the communication. It's not just talking. The communication is also listening. The romance is an exchange. The intimacy comes with wanting to be intimate with your partner and receiving their intimacy. Many times when I'm working with couples and for whatever the reason they don't want to be intimate or they're having uh, trouble being intimate with their partner, be careful how you voice that. Um, don't just bluntly come out and say, well, I don't want to be with you or I don't like that you've done. I mean, be nice, be cordial, be, think about if they said that to you. So it doesn't come across as a rejection of any sort. So it doesn't come across like you're just pushing them away because you don't like them anymore because you're disgusted with your partner somehow. You know, our facial expressions, our body language is so powerful Actually, when you read and you understand that 93%, 93%, everybody, of the way that we communicate is nonverbal. 7% is what we say. 7%. That's crazy, right? Because 93% is everything else. Is what we don't say, is our expressions, our facial expressions, our body language. And so if you want to be in this fun, loving spark-filled, romantic relationship, it starts with you. And bringing this up doesn't mean that you're going to go home today and you're going to say, well, you know what? Guess what? This is what we're going to do from now on, right? You're going to talk to your, your significant other. You're going to express, listen, I would love to have more of this in my relationship. I want to be able to do the dance with you. I want to be able to, to rekindle and, and, and get back this spark that I feel that has been dimmed somehow. And we don't take it as an insult. It's okay, right? It's information. The good news is that you want to work it out with your significant other, with your spouse, with your friend. Typically, our, our, our partners are our best friend. That's the person that you go to for everything first, Right, Because having everybody else coming in with all sorts of other information, they're still not your significant other. It's in the word. Your partner, your friend, your confidant. So don't, don't leave them out of your loop. If you're having trouble, go back to that same significant other, to, to that same person that you fell in love with at some point in time and let them know. This is, I want to have more fun in the relationship. I miss you. I miss our fun. I miss the way things used to be. They're not going to go back to being the same way that they used to be. That's no longer, that's no longer available. That's no longer an option. But what you do have is the ability to, to create new options, is to create new rituals and make it exciting and make it fun and make it light. And ask your partner, you know, how do they feel? You know, where do they feel like they've lost the fun? Where do they feel like they would like to have a little bit more of a spark in their relationship? And when I'm talking about fun and I'm talking about spark and I'm talking about romance, I'm not, it's not across the board. You may have a lot of spark in a certain area of the, of the relationship, but there's a part that maybe doesn't have as much spark or it's not as fun or it's not as light. And being creative and sharing and allowing your partner to have an input on this new plan that you have is, is essential. Can't do it on your own. 
typically that's what gets us in trouble is because we've either done it on our own or we want to do it on our own. That's where we feel like, wow, they're not even involved. They're not even around. Of course they're not. You cut them out. <laughs> and so part of reintegrating yourselves into this new relationship that can come with so much greatness is really what this is all about today. And when I've gone to family court and I've worked with couples who are getting a divorce or post-divorce, um, we have some really interesting um, research and information and statistics in the state of Florida. A lot of times we hear, I'm not sure what the current rate is, but typically it's like a 67% divorce rate. And, um, and it's so interesting because about half of those couples, you know, that ended up in a divorce um, or in the divorce process, about half of them, um, it's a very high number, tend to want to work it again and work through it and really um, try to work things out. Not all the time is it successful, but I mean, that's a pretty high number from the amount that get a divorce or from the amount that do separate, that that many people want to try it again with their ex-spouses or their ex-partners. That tells you something very powerful about us. And that tells you how much we do deserve to really try to work things out with our partners and our significant others and that the grass really isn't greener on the other side. And of course, if there's children involved, obviously it is typically encouraged that you try to work these things out and, and really look at the bright side and try to make things better than they used to be. Because walking away is the easy route, right? Walking away is easy. You just leave. But coming back and addressing and fixing and challenging and and learning about your spouse and your significant other, but most importantly, learning about you, what got you in this mess, so that you don't repeat those same patterns again. That's really what this is all about. And that's really what it's all about, to be absolutely all about you. It's to take care of having fun and having lightness and having greatness in your life. And so we've had a great show today. I'm so grateful again that you've all listened in. I hope you have an amazing week and we will be tuning in next Friday, 5 p.m. Thank you. We appreciate you tuning into the program this week. Please join Eileen Nunez for another edition of It's Absolutely All About You on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.